Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Beth Hill. I sing with the quartet and the chancel choir. Let us now prepare our hearts for worship as we bow our heads for the prayer of invocation. We praise you, we worship you, we adore you. We hold the heavens in your hand, all stars rejoice in your glory. You come in the sunrise and the song of morn and bless the splendor of the noonday. The stars in their course magnify you, day and night tell of your glory. Your peace blows over the earth and the breath of your mouth fills all space. Your voice comes in the thunder of the storm and the song of the wind whispers of your majesty. You satisfy all things living with your abundance and our hearts bow at your presence. Accept us, your children, eternal Father, and hearken to our prayer. Bend over us, eternal love, and bless us. Amen. Let us praise God through our worship.
Will you please stand for the call to worship? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, so that you may rise like the eagle. Let us worship God. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. Holy and merciful God, in your presence we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned in wandering from your ways, in wasting your gifts, in forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light and walk in your ways. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel.
Let us now affirm what we believe by saying together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So now being respectful of one another's boundaries and comfort levels, we have the uh, chance to pass the peace of Christ to one another. Good morning. We are delighted to have the Kelly family back for another baptism. It is so good to have you here. Hello, Charlotte, and we are so glad to have Penelope with us with smiling face. Just smile, everybody. Smile, everybody over there. There you go. Hello. There you go. That's good. <clears throat> it is a, a great moment in the life of the church when we have the chance to baptize another child. It reminds us that we're all children of God, and in baptism, we are reminded of God's presence and God's claiming us, adopting us as God's children. So we are the covenant family where we seek to make promises on behalf of our children that we would create for them the atmosphere and environment such they would know of God's love for them, God's unconditional love, not only as parents and as sister, but also as the family of God. So we're grateful that in this moment we can celebrate all of that. And by doing so, I would like to ask Blake and Tina father and mother to answer these questions as you bring little Penelope to be baptized. Do you reaffirm your own faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, do you? Do you claim God's covenant promises on your child's behalf and do you look in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ for her salvation as you do your own, do you? And do you now unreservedly promise and humble reliance upon God's grace to set before Penelope an example of the new life in Christ? And do you, the members of this congregation, in the name of the whole Church of Christ, undertake with these parents the Christian nurture of their child so that in due time she may confess faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you? Yes. 
And will you, by your example and fellowship, strengthen her ties with the household of God, will you? Let us pray. We are so grateful, O God, for these sacred moments where we remember once again how much we are loved and how much you call us to love one another. We pray, O Lord, that by your Holy Spirit we would sense your presence and that we would know that we are all claimed by grace and that this little child of yours will come to know that grace even in this moment. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Penelope Ann Kelly, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, good for you. Let's sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. Ministries, I get the honor of welcoming uh, Miss Penelope into the family of faith. And we know um, you guys have maybe heard us talk about Sticky Faith and how it's our mission here at Church of the Palms to walk beside our kids, to try to create that sticky faith that will stick with them, you know, until they leave home and on, and, and they won't leave it, leave it anywhere. So um, we want to help you on your journey with your kids and with Miss Penelope, and we have um, this to share with you uh, to help you on your journey. There's a little keepsakes for, for Miss Penelope that's been hand-stitched with prayers and love and a Bible book and your certificate of baptism. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let us pray. We thank you, O oh God, for this precious moment and ask, O oh Lord, that we may, through these covenants we've made, continue to surround this little girl with your love and your grace that she may know unmistakably that you are the God who loves her and you will follow her all the days of her life. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Indeed, we are grateful, especially at moments of witnessing baptism of a child. At this moment of gratitude, we listen to these words from Psalm 96, verses 7 and 8. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. 
with joy we continue to give our offerings to God in all the ways that is available to us.
Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for all these gifts, and we pray that you will use them to transform us and the community around us in this upcoming year. We pray that our offerings will lead to opening us to new things, to new life. May these gifts also reach people who don't yet know you and who are starving for a rich life of faith. It is in gratitude that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. Good morning. We are so excited that today is the fall kickoff. God is indeed doing a new thing. And we thought it might be kind of fun for you to hear from the worship leaders what they love most about fall. Pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> Michigan football. <laughs> Beautiful leaves. Pumpkins and crisp, cool mountain air. Sarah, you do know you're not in Colorado anymore. 90 degrees, 90% <laughs> humidity, but we digress. What I really was hoping to hear is what you guys are looking forward to at fall at Church of the Palms, as in the fall kickoff. Well, let me tell you what I'm looking forward to. I am looking forward to an undefeated season for Michigan football, number one. <laughs> number two, I am looking forward to a new focus for this church year. It is going to be called Back to the Future. In the beginning was the Word, and we are going to be going back to the Word as we get refocused about looking ahead to the future. We're going to be doing that in all sorts of ways because, you know, the Presbyterians believe the Bible is the center of our life, and the Bible is the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus, so we have to make sure we're always back into the Word. So we're going to be preaching through the common lectionary. That will be a way for us to sort of take a survey of all of Scripture. We'll be doing that every Sunday morning. We're going to invite you to be reading through the Bible every day, and you'll see on the back of your bulletin an app that you can actually download on your phone, and you can actually read the Bible without reading the Bible. So uh, <laughs> please take a look at that, but we'll invite you to those daily readings each day. And then also, we're going to be having a class on Wednesday evening at 6.30 over in the Campus Center. It's our Wednesday night live class, and it's going to be about, about Scripture again. We're going to be taking a look at the strange, amazing, life-changing Word of the Bible. Where you're invited to come in person. You can watch it online. You can watch it on our archive. It will be the basis for our small groups discussions this fall. And while we're talking about small groups, take it away, Mingi. Speaking of small groups, there are 14 groups already ready to go to get started discussing Pastor Steve's lessons and lectures from Wednesday nights. There are new groups being formed as we speak. You're welcome to join anytime. Give me a call at any time of the week. We will not only discuss questions from Wednesday night lectures, we also share joys and concerns and have fellowship and pray on those small groups. So if you don't want to see people, we have Zoom groups too. <laughs> Just let me know. And also speaking of new things, Susan Neisler has already kicked off with the first of our many teas for seniors and caregivers. So we have formal scheduled. Um, I forgot to bring my teacups and saucer. <laughs> if you're interested, let me know. <laughs> Good morning. I'm excited. We have a new mission partner at Church of the Palms. They're called Second 
Heart Homes. And their mission is to, they're dedicated to providing permanent housing to those with mental disabilities who've experienced or are at risk of homelessness. Their goal is to provide long-term solutions that revive dignity and enhance quality of life through self-sufficiency. The work they're doing is amazing. I would love to talk to you more about it. There are many ways we can support their work. So reach out to me if you'd like to hear more about Second Heart Homes. In addition, I'm very excited about the number of ways we can support two of our long-term missions here at Church of the Palms. These ministries, tutoring and the food pantry, have been very hard hit during the pandemic, as you can imagine, in a number of ways. And we're actively inviting you to consider how you might come alongside those who are hungry or need educational support in our community. Tutoring is on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and all levels of tutors are needed, but there's an especially um, uh, large need for those proficient in sixth grade math and above, which counts me out. Um, we, <laughs> we also uh, need volunteers for the registration desk and the exit door on Tuesdays. You can contact Linda Evans for more information about tutoring. And again, in just an hour a week, you can make a really meaningful difference in the life of a child who is really struggling uh, as a result of COVID. Uh, our food pantry is also, we're seeing more and more numbers there's a great demand for uh, food in our community. Kathy is especially in need of help from adults to serve as greeters, to distribute food Monday through Friday from 10 to 1, or to help as a kitchen volunteer for Wednesday nights or other events. You can reach out to Kathy for more information about that. I'm also excited about our community speaker series. You'll see the full list in your Connect magazine, but Jen Hatmaker is coming here on November 17th. She's gonna to talk to us about care and connection during COVID. Tickets are only $10. All the proceeds go to Samaritan Counseling, and you would have a chance to win one of two of our beautiful self-care baskets just by showing up. We hope you'll join us for each of those speakers. Well, you know we always welcome you in the chancel choir, in the handbells, and we'd love to have you join us. We will resume shortly, but God did something new in the chapel through the support of wonderful members, of course. So we are doing something new as well. We are going to have a concert series beginning um, in October at noon on Wednesday. So you can come at 11.45, get a little soup, and 12.30, get a 30-minute concert and $10 per ticket. And we're going to end this big series with um, the concert organist from a Holy Trinity Episcopal Church in New York City, Stephen Hamilton, wonderful organist. So I hope you're going to join us. If you'd like to help us with supporting the series or with uh, volunteering, we'd love to see you. Thank you. So you can see why we're excited, not only about the fall kickoff, but of all the things that we have planned in this upcoming year. As you leave today, each family will get their very own Church of the Palms grocery bag, your very own Church of the Palms mug. The Connect magazine is in your bag with that information and so much more. We hope that you'll go out under the tree and talk to some ministry leaders right after service and just discover what new thing God might be doing in your life, how we can connect with one another, and of course, how we can connect with God. If you are watching online, 
You can come by today for a one-stop drive-through to get your bag and your goodies from 12.30 to 1.30, right in front of the sanctuary. Thank you so much for your time today. We are gonna end with just a quick video from Family Ministry. Good morning, Church of the Palms. Happy Sunday. We are so excited that you are here worshiping with us this morning and we at family ministry just wanted to take a second to introduce ourselves if you haven't met us yet hi i'm carol homeister and i'm the children's director and my name is connor peters and i'm the student family ministry director here impact kids is our sunday kids program upstairs and we just wrapped up our happy camper summer series we had so much fun with the kids this fall we're excited to uh, start our new kids series and um, it's the journey through the Bible in a year. So we're excited to learn and teach your kids. Um, we've got a lot of exciting milestones happening with our kids that we're gonna celebrate. Um, we've got Bible, third grade Bible presentation. We have the homeless sleepover, which is a blast. We have acolyte training, family fun night, and we're even planning a children's family retreat. So exciting. At Student Ministry, we had such a great summer as well, getting to head up to North Carolina for Montree, getting to have worship services here on campus, and also getting to serve in our very own food pantry. It's been quite a summer, and uh, this fall we are equally excited for because we're getting to gather at 9 a.m. over in the Palm Center now, and uh, we have great food, it's time spent with great friends, and we have very relevant conversation just regarding our own faith journey and what it looks like to live out our faith in our everyday life. And in addition to that, we even have some special things planned out this fall too. So after service, we'll be out in the courtyard under the tree to meet with you and your teens and your children and answer any questions that you have. And we'll even get to have some resources for you to help you better understand our vision and our direction for this fall. So we really hope we'll get to see you out there. Yeah, we'll see you out there.
seated. A couple quick more announcements. Maybe we'll skip the announcements. We'll go on to something else. A couple of quick announcements before reading the scripture today. Uh, again, a reminder, uh, the uh, amazing, strange, life-changing word of the Bible class will be at 6.30 over in the Campus Center. No dinner uh, because of COVID conditions. And so we invite you again to attend in person or if you feel more safe being at home, then feel free to watch us online on our website. Uh, September 11th is the 20th anniversary of that horrific attack upon the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania. And we will be uh, remembering that day at 9 a.m. here in the sanctuary with a brief service of prayer. And then following that, there will be a time of meditation and reflection here in the sanctuary uh, until 10 o'clock. So put that on your calendars. Join us September the 11th at 9 a.m. here in our sanctuary. Uh, Primarily now for the worshiping community on the cable channel, Comcast channel 189, we have no way of really understanding the length and breadth of our Comcast worshiping community. Comcast does not give us that information. So today we're gonna to ask for your help. We're hoping to get a sense of how many people are actually joining us for Sunday worship on Comcast channel 189. So if you're watching right now and are a regular worshiper, we would ask that you please call or text that number that's on your screen, 941-225-3315. Let us know that you're watching so that we can know sort of what that length and breadth of our congregation in on cable is all about. So again, 941-225-3315. Just let us know your name, how often you watch, and how many people you're watching with. If somebody doesn't answer the phone, please leave a message on the machine, and we will get that information, and that will really help us as we plan for the future. Two other quick things. Uh, we have been responding to the Haiti uh, earthquake, and many people have been asking about what are we doing concerning that. First of all, our student ministry has been collecting items that you have been donating to us that we can send down to Agape Flights, and we are grateful for your efforts in that part. We delivered those resources, over $500 worth of, of, of food supplies, as well as relief items, and we're grateful to Connor Peters for his coordinating of that effort. And also, our goal Global Partners Committee has uh, uh, delegated $25,000 from their uh, mission funds to be sent toward Haiti for relief there, as well as from our food pantry ministry, we have also sent $25,000 in food relief to, uh, to Haiti, all through Agape Flights. So we're very, very grateful for all of your efforts to help us as we seek to support our good friends in Haiti. And then lastly, uh, we have certainly been watching closely uh, the unfolding uh, difficult events in Afghanistan and as well in Louisiana and Mississippi as Hurricane Ida is making her way to shore. And uh, while we do not have a pastoral prayer today, we thought it best for us to have a moment of silence remembering our servicemen and women, as well as all the citizens of Afghanistan, as well as uh, all those who are in the uh, way of Ida as she makes her way on shore. So let us take a moment of silence to remember them.
God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. Watch over those who fear the unfolding events and make them aware of your presence and of our prayers. In Christ's name, amen. Our scripture today is taken from the Old Testament, uh, the first from the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, beginning at the 18th verse. Hear the word of God. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old, for I am about to do a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself so that they might declare my praise. And then from the book of, book of Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. From the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain, and from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. They acted shamefully, they committed abomination, yet they were not ashamed, they did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall at the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read into the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ, for we pray this in his name, amen. Last weekend, I was up in New Jersey performing a wedding for a young woman who close to 30 years ago, as an infant, I held in my arms and baptized. It was the same weekend in which Hurricane Onre decided to play a visit to the greater New York City area. I had to go to New York to find a hurricane. Onre posted, posted no threat to the outdoor wedding's festivities, but he was to arrive just around the time when my plane the next day was scheduled to take off for my return to Florida. Technologies, the technology these days provides us with way too much information, so of course I was on this app and that app trying to forecast what were the chances of my flight taking off. The evening before, things were not looking very good. Warnings delivered by the airlines to my email, radar maps on my weather app, not boating well. So the next morning, we jumped in the car, my friend and I, and made our way to the airport amidst the wind and the rain with crossed fingers and fervent prayers. And as we drove down this stormy highway, we came upon a caravan. We came upon a caravan of trucks a caravan of power trucks from the regional power company heading east. And we knew where they were going. We had seen it enough here in Florida, these caravans of power trucks coming from other states in anticipation of the storm. These power trucks were heading into the storm. They were racing to help people. 
We can imagine similar caravans right now heading to Louisiana. Two thoughts got expressed in our car that morning as we witnessed this line of trucks heading into harm's way. The first was this. In this time of rancorous debate and toxic politics, none of the trucks had bumper stickers. None of the trucks had furling political flags. None of the trucks had provocative symbols. These were power trucks heading to the eye of the storm. No agenda, no fight to pick, no debate to endure. They were just people whose mission it was to help folks. The other thought that got expressed in that car that morning, and this was a thought I was expressing to myself, was that as we were all heading in the same direction, I was worrying more about getting away from the storm, and they were concerned about getting to it. As it turned out, my friend and I exited off the highway at the airport while the power trucks kept heading east to an uncertain peril. As it turned out, my flight was one of the lucky ones that was not canceled, and as it turned out, we left three minutes early. But long plane rides give a person a chance to think. And I thought more about those thoughts that we had in the car. And it got me thinking a little bit about the mission of the church. And that the mission of the church is and always will be about heading into the storm. It's been that way since the very beginning when the disciples were being tossed around by the winds and the waves of the Sea of Galilee. And who should appear walking toward them in the storm but Jesus. So when Jesus says, follow me, let's al he's almost always inviting us to follow him into the storm. All sorts of storms. The storms whirling in people's hearts and in people's minds. The storms whirling in families. The storms whirling in towns. The storms whirling during pandemics. The storms whirling in the world. When, when Jesus says, follow me, he's really not interested in bumper stickers and furling flags. He's really not impressed by catching the first flight out of town. Jesus keeps it simple. As you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Love God, love neighbor. When the storms come, pack your truck, head to the eye. The bumper stickers, the flies, the little agendas, the anxiety over our little worries of self-protection, they just divert us from the mission. The church exists always for its mission. And when it loses its mission, it loses itself. Makes me think of a story I've shared before about the crude little life-saving station perched on a dangerous seacoast where shipwrecks occur. The building was just a hut and there was only one boat, but the few devoted members kept a constant watch over the sea and with no thought for themselves went out day and night tirelessly searching for the lost. Many lives were saved by the wonderful station so that it became famous, and so some of those who were saved and various others in the surrounding area wanted to become associated with the station, give of their time and money and effort to support its work. New boats were bought, crews trained, the life-saving station grew. Some of the members of the life-saving station were unhappy that a building was so crude and poorly equipped, so they felt a more comfortable place should be provided as the first refuge of those saved from the sea. So they replaced the emergency cots with beds and put better furniture in the enlarged building, and fewer members were now interested in going to sea on the life-saving mission, so they hired lifeboat crews to do the work. Around the same time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast and hired crews brought in boatloads of cold, wet, half-drowned, dirty, sick, black-skinned, brown-skinned people 
and the beautiful new club was in chaos. At the next meeting, there was a split in the membership. Some of the members wanted to stop the club's life-saving activities as being unpleasant and a hindrance to the normal social life of the club. Some members insisted that life-saving was still their primary purpose and that they were still called a life-saving station, but they were voted down and told that if they wanted to save the lives of all the various kinds of people who were shipwrecked, they could begin their own life-saving station down the coast. They did. As years went by, the new station experienced the same changes that occurred in the old. It evolved in a club. Another life-saving station was formed. History continued to repeat itself. And if you visit the seacoast today, you'll find a number of exclusive clubs. Shipwrecks are frequent, and most of the people drown. It's easy to lose track of the mission. So the good word tells us that God is doing a new thing. Isaiah the prophet speaks to the people of exile who have been held captive in a foreign land for a long time. He tells them that God is up to something and God will deliver them from their bondage. God will return them to their land. God will help them build a new temple. God will shape them into a new community. A great promise for us COVID people to overhear, for we are not, are we not tired of being held captive? We're tired of the where and when of wearing masks. We're tired of the new variant and the new surge. We want it over. And so the good word says, God is doing a new thing. God is bringing about a new community. God is starting a new chapter. And the truth is, there's still a whole lot about this new future we still don't know that remains to be seen. We don't know what lies ahead, but what we do know is that what lies ahead is God. Because the future is always God. Did you hear that? The future is always God's because the future is always God's. It seems that the most logical thing then to do is to understand God's future, is to understand God's past what Jeremiah, I think, is saying when he says to the captive community, the same one, and he says, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. If you want to go forward, Jeremiah says, you have to go backward. If you want to know where the good way lies, then check out the old map. If you want to find rest for your souls, then go to the one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. If you want to know God's future, then immerse yourself in God's ancient paths. Back to the future. So this year we're going to go back to the future, which is another way of saying that we're going to take a deep dive into Scripture. We're going to discover the ancient past. We're going to learn the ways of God, reading the Bible every day, because it is the ways of God that never seem to change. God's doing a new thing, but it's always do, he's always doing it in the old way. The gospel is always being forwarded to a new address, but it's always the same gospel, just a new application. It's what the mission of Jesus was all about, reading the old law in order to understand how to apply it in new ways. So we're going to take our boats, we're going to head out to the deep, we're going to dive in and discover again those ancient paths. And why wouldn't be? Because Isaiah says the word of the Lord endures forever. 
the Bible and the Savior it points us to will far outlast all the bumper stickers and banners and blowhards, far outlast Facebook, far outlast your favorite political party, far outlast Netflix, if you can believe that, far outlast the next election, because you see, all the, what all those things do is they keep us from heading into the storm. They keep us from jumping in our boats. They keep us from being about the mission of the church. They keep us from following Jesus into the waves and the wind. They keep us from rolling up our sleeves instead of thinking that somehow the future is in some party somewhere. Poppycock. That's a biblical word, poppycock. The future is God's, and God says get in the boat, jump on the truck, and head to the storm. When COVID hit us 18 months ago, we had no idea, no idea what the future was, except we knew it was God's. So the mission got simple. Follow the ancient paths. Feed people. Visit people. Teach people. Text people. Take care of children. Counsel people. Worship online. Real simple. When the race issue hit the headlines, we didn't jump on the next plane. We dove into the storm. Have we done it perfectly? Of course not. We're, not. we're learning as we go. But you know, I have never believed more in the mission of the church than I do right now. And what other place during these crazy times are you going to find people who worship and sing and feed the hungry and teach and counsel and support missionaries and visit and sick, visit the sick and marry, bury and baptize and give blood and pray and study and tutor children and recite together the Apostles' Creed, all without bumpers and banners, except, of course, our pretty little COP coffee mugs. The life-saving station on Bee Ridge Road, looking for people in the storm and reminding them how much they're loved by God and loved by God's people. And it's all here. It's all in the ancient text the Word of God and the Word of God in flesh, nowhere else to be than in the good book. No better time than now. You never know what you will find in here. Which reminds me of the story that Kathleen Norris tells of the time she met a man named Arlo in her travels. And the topic got around to religion and Arlo got talking about his family, and he invoked the memory of his grandfather, whom he said was a good darn Presbyterian. I'm not sure he said darn, but anyway. And he remembered specifically, Arlo did, a story about his grandfather that left a lasting impression upon him, and that was when his, he and his wife had gotten married, his grandfather gave him a Bible for their wedding gift one of those expensive wedding Bibles bound in white leather with their names embossed in gold. Arlo, not being a real religious man, left it in the box and put it up on the top shelf of the bedroom closet where most of those Bibles went. For months afterward, Arlo said every time we saw Grandpa, he'd ask us how we liked that Bible. Well, my wife had written him a note, and we thanked him in person a couple of times, but somehow he wouldn't let it go. He always asked us about that Bible. Well, not until years later, after Grandpa died, Arlo got thinking about his grandfather's persistent inquiry about the Bible. They decided to go into the bedroom and get it down out of the closet to see what was so unusual about it. Well, he said the joke was on me. I found that Grandpa had placed a $20 bill at the beginning of the book of Genesis. And he put a $20 bill at the beginning of every other book in the Bible. 
66 books in the Bible, $1,300 in all. And he bet I wouldn't find it. God is doing a new thing. Stand at the crossroads and look. But first ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls back to the future. that way right good idea now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore amen